My name is Dr. Caleb Mishu. I'm an associate professor here at the University of Nebraska Medical Center, and I'm the co-director of FORWARD, the National Data Bank for Rheumatic Diseases, a longitudinal patient registry that covers patients with rheumatic diseases from throughout the country over the last 21 years. Today, I'm hoping to talk a bit about why fractures are important in patients with rheumatoid arthritis and for physicians to be aware of the risks and lack of risks that we have found associated with treatment for rheumatoid arthritis. So the history of rheumatoid arthritis is a long one, but one of the most important advances in the treatment of it came with the introduction of steroids and glucocorticoid steroids in the 40s and 50s. And at that time, many people thought it was cured, uh, that we didn't need to look any further. But what soon happened was that people had major side effects to the steroids, uh, gastrointestinal ulcers, and fractures, osteoporosis, uh, became a tremendous burden. And so instead of the rheumatoid arthritis being the problem, it became the problems resulting from the treatment for the rheumatoid arthritis, or RA. And starting there, we've seen that with the development of RA, along with its treatment of RA, comorbidities and risks along the way have become incredibly important. I think one of the most important aspects is in cardiovascular side, where the inflammation starts alongside the development of RA before and after. And what many people don't understand is when you get RA, uh, it's, it's a life sentence. Uh, there's no cure for the disease, so therefore you need to treat it, uh, but it's never going to permanently go away. And it results in uh, a shorter lifetime. You will die earlier when you have RA. And what is often the cause of death isn't RA directly, but a condition or comorbidity that comes along the way resulting from RA or from the treatment of RA. One of the most important aspects, as I just mentioned, is the risk of fractures. Osteoporotic fractures uh, are a tremendous burden in general to society, but folks with RA tend to have a much higher risk of it. Now, this is due to combination of, one, the disease itself, but also uh, the treatment of the disease, uh, particularly with the use of steroids. As a patient with RA, usually gets a large amount of steroids over their lifetime use and involvement of the RA. It's fairly common, in fact, so common that we have what we call the GOP standards or glucocorticoid steroid-induced osteoporosis guidelines where patients who have had any exposure or a certain age and gender are recommended to get osteoporosis treatment uh, and or DEXA screenings regularly. And it is, and that in itself is not inexpensive, but when you actually get a fracture, whether it's morphometric or clinical uh, in the vertebra or on the limbs, that usually leads to a tremendous decline in the quality of life and oftentimes in mortality of the patient. So this is one of the many reasons why understanding the risks of fracture in the medications that we use to treat RA is important. So our study took patients who participated in the National Data Bank for Rheumatic Diseases over the last 20 years. Uh, patients fill out questionnaires every six months, and they tell us about every medication they took during that time. They also told us how they were doing, how their joints were doing, any other conditions they had along the way, the family history of diseases, including fracture, and osteoporosis and osteopenia for themselves, and if they had any fractures during that six-month period. We used this data to examine the risk of fractures in patients with RA 
by the various treatments that came with RA. So this isn't just examining what we call DMARs, disease-modifying anti-rheumatic drugs, but also wanted to take a look at reconfirming that there's an increased risk when it came to using steroids, but also looking at other drugs that hadn't been well established, things that are often prescribed because of the RA. This includes opioids, which we know we've seen an increase in use in the last decade or two, as well as some other drugs that have been shown in non-RA populations to be associated with fractures. Uh, this includes various types of antidepressants and splitting up the opioids into to strong and weak ones, as well as use of SSRIs, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. Just a wide variety of drugs that may have been prescribed because of the RA or because of complications of the RA. And we also looked at proton pump inhibitors or PPIs, seizure or anxiety drugs as well. Again, all of these drugs are often used for conditions associated with the RA itself. What we found after looking at this data and including many variables that helped us account for confounding along the way was that opioids, especially the strong opioids and some antidepressants, SSRIs, did increase and associate with increase the risk of fractures. Steroids, glucocorticoid steroids, were as expected associated with more fractures especially for those that were taken for more than three months or doses higher than seven and a half milligrams per day. Uh, the first month of taking opioids is probably the highest because of falls. Later on, a longer-term use of opioids and SSRIs is probably due, due to a decrease in bone density. And that was one of the, the issues in our study is that we couldn't tell whether the fracture was due to a fall versus just the reduction in bone mineral density. Um, we did not see a change in fracture risk, as had been found earlier with the non-RA populations in PPIs, seizure, or anxiety drugs, or with actually any of the drugs used to treat RA, though we did see an improvement or a decrease in the risk of, of vertebral fracture by about just a little bit, 2 to 3% compared to methotrexate alone uh, in the RA patients. So not a strong signal, but it seemed to suggest that uh, getting the RA under control was often associated with uh, less likely to have fractures. Now, what was new here is, is just examining such a wide range of medications all in the same study. Most studies that have been done prior in RA particular just looked at steroids and opioids, and we examined those as well as many others and included the confounding aspect of the FRAC score. So when a rheumatologist sees a patient, they will often calculate the FRAC score and determine the risk of future fracture to help guide them on whether to prescribe uh, bisphosphonate, or parathyroid hormone, or some sort of treatment for the osteoporosis, or just getting an additional screening, like DEXA screening, to see what their bone mineral density is. I think some of the main takeaways from the study, it's somewhat reassuring to know that the risks seen in other populations by some of these drugs, we're not seeing that in RA. And going back to sort of what most rheumatologists do, which is to treat the RA first, and if you reduce the inflammation and make sure that symptoms of RA are, are treated, you have to reduce the other aspects of it, with you know, the exception of steroid use. And it definitely seems that with steroid use and long-term and high-dose opioids, 
that there's additional concerns when it comes to fracture. Rheumatologists often don't have much time to go into all of the comorbidities that occur for RA patients. And the risk of fractures is a very important one to remember. And if that means having a follow-up visit or a follow-up visit with a general practitioner to assess the risk of fracture, that's important to do. And it's an important takeaway. The other aspect is it's important to make sure that the risk of falls at home or where the patients travel the most is reduced and they're aware of how important it is to not fall and fracture just because of the other major declines in quality of life that result from that. And have a good idea of what medications are taking, which ones are truly needed. Uh, Long-term use of any meds that aren't truly needed um, usually has more risk than benefits uh, when it comes to some of those drugs we're examining. It is reassuring to know that the PPIs and statins and those other ones that are commonly prescribed don't seem to have an impact on a fracture. But when it comes to dealing with some of the painkillers and steroids, uh, that those are clearly very important to follow up, as well as the antidepressants. There's still much controversy when it comes to, is there a safe amount of glucocorticoid steroid to be given to RA patients? Uh, we found the greatest risk of fracture to be used with obviously higher doses and long-term doses, um, but any use of steroids showed an increase of fracture, even at the lowest doses in the shortest terms. It just increased as a, with a dose effect over time. So it's not going to solve the question of are steroids safe at any exposure. Um, our study just showed any exposure at all uh, increases the risk, but we also know that even though we have many other variables to account for rheumatoid arthritis disease activity, just prescribing steroids and using it is often uh, a confounder for uncontrolled activity uh, that isn't always taken into account. Use of high-dose opioids um, or low-dose opioids is often a sign of not being able to control the disease activity uh, and that pain levels are not being addressed by current DMARD usage. And again, there's a mixture of what you would think would be from the short-term use of opioids with falls and long-term on bone mineral density, but also that this is RA that's not being well-controlled and that the RA actually has something to do with it. Again, goes back to my statement that the better you can control the RA, the less likely some of these other conditions and fractures would happen. So sometimes treating the RA uh, itself not only results in reduced inflammation and reduced pain, but increased physical function. And when the patients are more mobile, there's more strengthening of their muscles, uh, and that's more strengthening of their bones, and therefore less likely to have a fracture. But on the opposite coin of that is if someone's too active, uh, they might be more likely to have a fall and actually injure or fracture themselves. So it's a bit of a balance, pun intended, for how to treat the RA, but also be aware and wary of uh, possible fractures, Um, especially a hip fracture, because as we know, if if a RA patient with hip fracture, they not only have a tremendously high risk of of death in the short term, but uh, longitudinally um, much decreased quality of life and oftentimes institutionalized. One other aspect to keep in mind is the paradoxical nature of BMI when it comes to patients with rheumatoid arthritis. Uh, what we often see, unlike in, other, in the general population and the non-RA population, is that patients with higher BMI uh, who are considered to be overweight or obese 
often have better long-term when it comes to risk of fractures. It's the patients who are the lowest BMI, who have increased risk of osteoporosis and fractures, and even if their RA levels are similar, tend to be at much higher risk, uh, especially with some of these medications. Thank you for your time and listening today. I hope that this has been enlightening at some level and just bringing back the importance of being aware of fracture risk in rheumatoid arthritis patients and measuring and treating it as appropriate. Thank you for your time today.